0: and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy. I have my daughter in the studio today. She's <laughs> dancing and it's fabulous. <laughs> it's making Kevin and I laugh. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us for the very next episode of The Remedy with Tobacito. I am so thankful and so happy to, um, to say that this episode is sponsored by Trish Coffin. Again. <laughs> Trish, again. I love Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish, for for giving us another week and mm-hmm. um, for contributing. If you are interested in sponsoring an episode of The Remedy, all you have to do is go to com, click on The Remedy, click on Make a Contribution, and you could be the very next sponsor. <laughs> of, very much appreciated. Yes, yes, it is very much appreciated. Because... Kevin is very expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm very cheap, actually.
0: <laughs> you don't have three children, Kevin. <laughs> Nothing is cheap. The first time we ever met, you
1: were like, oh my God, you're so cheap. I thought this
0: was way... <laughs> it was- I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> you did not hear say that. Anyway, thank you all so much for joining us. And I have my favorite female in the whole wide world. Whoa. It's true. Of what? course. A hundred percent. It's true. She
1: never says that. She'll say like one of my favorite people, but yeah. she never says my Aww. favorite.
0: Yep. Aww. My favorite. It's a high honor. My favorite wow. baby girl in the house today. Thanks. Um, My daughter, Anna Pryn, and she's super brave um, because I asked her to come here and do something that most teenage girls <laughs> probably would not be interested in doing. No. But I, um, I have so many friends who... Are, um, are have teenage girls, and so many friends who will have teenage girls, and you are so exceptional. And people <laughs> are always telling me how fabulous you are. And I know that, um, but I also know, I mean, you are beyond fabulous, Thank but. You. But I also know that being, so you're 15, you'll be 16 here in just a few short months in November. It's crazy. Um, And even though you are happy and kind and good and so many people see all those things in you, I know that being a teenage girl is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's hard because I was a teenage girl and I remember all that stuff. So, um, so I asked you to come here and just have a very open, honest, candid conversation about what it's like to be a teenage girl. So just to give some context, um, for people who don't know you, you're 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, you have two brothers, Mm -hmm. you have a twin brother and then a little brother. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your relationship with them? Let's just start out with that. Um, and I'll just be, let's just be as honest and candid as okay. as we can here. I yes. want you to know, like, there's nothing you can say that's going to make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And just be um. as honest, as because it'll be helpful okay. to people.
2: So, George and I have a pretty cool relationship.
0: He's the 13-year-old. He's uh-huh. younger. He's younger. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, we have a lot of fun together, but I don't see him as much because, obviously, I don't go to school with him. Mm-hmm. And... But, like, every time we have conversation or whatever, it's about something funny, Mm -hmm. which is really fun. I don't have deep conversations with him, but we just, like, learn how to laugh together. And that's really cool. Obviously, we fight, and he's very sometimes annoying. But, like, (laughs) you know, it's okay. It comes with the brothership. And with Carter, it's really cool because he's my twin. Mm -hmm. And so we get to share the same friends And the same, like, I guess we're very much alike. A bunch of people tell me that. And every time they're like, you you did that just like Carter. I'm like, no, why? Mm -hmm. I'm my own person or whatever. And um, but in that case, it is hard because people see us as the same person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, like, I have my own personality and he has his. We may be similar in that, but you can't put us in the same Basket, I guess, and um, yeah, we fight, and when we have a fight, it's like we're really we get after it, but it's good because um, we're honest with each other, and I do tell him a lot of things, and he tells me a lot of things, so we have a good relationship. But sometimes I'm just like, all right, I need a break, you know, I just need some time.
0: So. I have, ne- I don't, I have to say, I've never seen you fight with your brothers like i'm thinking you're telling me you fight Mm -hmm.
2: we do but like it's on the low like it's like not a big deal it's just
0: it's like you just get annoyed yeah
2: it happens it's like sometimes it's just not when you're
0: home Mm -hmm. you know you just kind of snap or get Mm -hmm. sick of each other and snap yeah and then does somebody apologize or does it just go away It just goes away. That's
2: what's really crazy about being friends. I saw this meme, actually, once, and it was like, siblings never fight. You just kind of, what was it? You just kind of wait till everybody eats again or something like that. That (laughs) is true. That's so true because whenever we're all together, it's awesome, but, like, our fights just nobody really apologizes it is just what it is Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm.
0: i think that's an i mean now that you're saying that i'm thinking about like like if you and i disagree or carter and i disagree or george and i disagree like we have to make up (laughs) like there has to be a conversation there somebody has to apologize whether it's me or you but Mm -hmm. siblings there is that special thing that it just kind of just yeah you spit it all out Mm -hmm. and then you walk in your room and then (laughs) <laughs> A Couple hours later, you're at the dinner table together. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me how would you describe how would you describe you at school? Just so people have context of like what um, what you're like at school. Like me personally, uh-huh. or just like okay, yeah. um, What What is your experience at school?
2: At school, I'm very talkative and very very outspoken. Um, cause I feel like it's a place where everybody's trying to figure out who they are Mm -hmm. and what they stand for, especially in high school. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to get your attention some way, somehow, whether you want it or not. And, or you kind of try to find your friends. So I'm the loud one. (laughs) I'm known as that. And sometimes it bothers me, but sometimes I'm like, okay, that's good, I guess
0: but i loud because you're always talking, loud because you talk loud or loud because you have an opinion. All of the above.
2: Ah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, um I talk a lot whether it's especially when I have friends in my classes. And then I am loud. Uh, people just are like you're so loud. <laughs> and then um I also have opinions and Obviously, I come. I contradict my teachers that when they're in the wrong, yeah, they're in the wrong. So I will be outspoken about that. And I will want you to know, like, how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm very opinionated. But I think it's a good thing. But I do it in a respectful way. It's just that not many people do it. So it's kind of like, oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is she doing?
0: Yeah. You know. I love that you have that confidence to, like, challenge – even an adult, in a respectful way, Mm -hmm. because adults aren't always right. Uh, Yes. You know, they're just not. I mean, when I was growing up, adults were always right. Mm. I think one thing that's really unique and awesome about your generation is I do think kids have more of a voice than they used to have. I mean, it was like, when I was growing up, it was sit down, shut up, and say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and the adult is always right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, you're kind of lucky in the way that like we've come around and mm-hmm. like, we're not always right. It's I mean, true. my parents did not apologize. I, I have no problem apologizing. <laughs> I mean, cause I screw up, right? you know, I'm, I'm totally mess up as a mom, as you know, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say, I'm sorry.
2: Right. And that's a good thing though, is that to be able to say, I'm sorry, is letting go of your pride, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and like telling that person, hey, I messed up, can you please forgive me? Mm -hmm. But as teenagers, I've been in a situation where I was in the wrong Mm -hmm. and I apologized because I just don't like a mess, Mm -hmm. but the other person didn't take that apology and that's never happened to me before where somebody was like, oh no, I don't forgive you or I need time, that's Mm -hmm. what she said. And I was like, oh, okay um so like what do you do in that situation is you did your part like yeah you play you are the person that did the wrong but like you also tried to make it right Mm -hmm. and so you have to give yourself grace Mm -hmm. and like tell yourself okay well you did your part now it's up to them this is out of your hands Mm -hmm. because you made your bed now you have to lay in it Mm -hmm. so
1: can I jump in yeah, for a second? For I sure. want to make a comment. No, Kevin, I think you you we're <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> um, I think in that situation, just from personal experience, it's mm-hmm. one of those like time heals all wounds type things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from like my fiance, I'm always really quick to apologize because I know when I screwed up, <laughs> but it may take her a few days before you know yeah. everything smooths over. So I think in that situation, you did the right thing, stepped up and apologized. And they may, you know, she says she needs time, and that's exactly it. You know, it mm-hmm. sounds cheesy to say, but time does kind of heal all wounds.
0: Oh, it <laughs> really does. Time really does help. It really does help. Um, okay. So in, at school, you're. Do you have a lot of friends? Yes, I don't. I mean, like,
2: <laughs> yes. I don't mean to brag or anything. No, like, I'm not trying to. Um, but yeah, I struggled with that at first because I'm very social and I like to find different people and meet new, like all these different people and new people. But um, I lost sight of that and tried to be friends with everybody instead of finding a core group that I wanted to be with Mm -hmm. or people that shared the same beliefs and everything as me or I had fun with. And I ran, like, I kind of lost myself in that because I didn't know who my real friends were who, like, cared about me or who I should be putting my time into. I just kind of was like, ah, all over the place. Like, okay, you're my friend, you're my friend, you're my friend. Mm -hmm. Where I should have been focusing on the people I already had and who I had met who are good And stayed with them. And be kind to everybody else, but Mm -hmm. just, like... Hone in. Hone in, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you feel like you've done that? Do you feel like you've honed in?
2: Yeah, like, the past couple of weeks. But before that, I was really... Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) We know. (laughs) But at least, you know what? At least you discovered that, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that, like... I mean, last week, um, Jen Sprinkle and I were talking on the remedy. We talked about how, like, how important it is to find your circle and find mm-hmm. the people that you want on your sidelines. And we talked about how is it better to have a hundred pennies or four quarters mm-hmm. when it comes to your friends? Like, every oh. single one of us could have a hundred pennies, That's true. but that it's so much easier to have four quarters. Mm-hmm. You know, and four quarters are just. Like if you have four core people or five or two, whatever it is, you know, that's going to be much more soul filling Mm -hmm. than a hundred pennies. Like I can't even keep track of a hundred pennies. Right. You know, it's too much. It's too much. It's too, too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And I saw, I mean, I definitely saw you struggle with that, but I'm so proud of you for like recognizing it and, and taking a another turn because mm-hmm. I, I think it just makes your soul more peaceful. It's true because you're worried so
2: much about, let's just use the hundred pennies. You're worried about each and every single one of them. Like if you invite one specific person to something, the others are going to be like, why didn't you invite me? You mm-hmm. know? And so you've built this relationship with all these people, but then it gets overwhelming when it comes to parties yeah. and hangouts and things like that. Cause you don't want to hurt
0: anybody's feelings. Yeah. But and then everybody's posting it on social media and now you're really, when, yeah. when, when we said no, when I, when I was a teenager and I said, no, I don't want to go out with you. And then I went out with somebody else. Nobody ever knew.
2: Exactly. <laughs> that, I mean, can we go back to those days? Please,
0: <laughs> please. <laughs> okay. So speaking of, speaking of social media, mm-hmm. um, what has been? What's like the best thing about social media? And then we'll talk about what are the some of the hardest things about social media.
2: Mm. So the best things about social media is mm-hmm. the instant information. Mm-hmm. I have found myself learning. I mean, I care a lot about the celebrities and world like that, so mm-hmm. I keep up. Hmm. And. Um, So, like, it's really simple because it's all over social media. And then I always love – my favorite part is the um, funny aspect of it. I just love to laugh. And I feel like there's so many funny people on the Internet. (laughs) There's so many different profiles and things like that that just share a ton of funny things. And I get a lot of my jokes from that. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. And I think that's really fun. And um, also the instant communication um my friends kind of sucks but like we don't even text anymore like yeah we text we play i games but after like the more communication i do it's on social media or like snapchat or instagram mm-hmm. and so i'll always be texting on that and people instantly answer and so that's always fun um but yeah there are a bunch of bad things about it which
0: how how has it negatively impacted you I mean, I know you've seen how it has negatively impacted others or you've heard horrible stories, mm-hmm. but why is social media difficult? How can social media be difficult for you? Um, it's very time-consuming. Mm-hmm.
2: I find myself thinking about it so much. Like, what's my next post going to be? What should my caption be? And, like, whenever I'm hanging out with my friends – before I go, I'll think like, oh, this, okay, what do I wear? One, because what if I end up posting this picture or something like that? And then, or I'll be like, oh, what's the caption should be? Like, oh, should it be something funny or whatever? And so I think about it too much. That's it's, crazy. <laughs> I yeah. wa- Not you're crazy.
0: No. I mean, because I'm sure you're not alone. I bet everybody thinks mm-hmm. like this, but this is. Like, Mm mind-boggling how much space and time it takes up.
2: Mm -hmm. Like, should I post this event or no? And then it's funny because you'll wait to see who posts first, and then everybody will post, or nobody posts at all, which is like, oh, okay. And then, um, so yeah, that's the Instagram aspect of it, I guess, and... I if I don't have a good caption I'll be like I'm not posting that. <laughs> or then I'm like oh how many likes am I going to get on this and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's just my person, like the things I think about and um, So yeah that's my Instagram part. Of how does media. it
0: affect your soul? Like how does social media affect how you how Anaprin feels about Anaprin?
2: Okay, sometimes it's good and then sometimes it's bad. So I can find myself comparing Good or bad. Um, like, I'll see some Instagram models or Ke- Kendall Jenner or something like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, her body is amazing. Da-da-da-da. Why don't I have that body? And I start to think about things like that. And then, I'll, or I'll compare it to somebody and be like, oh, she's not that cute. You know, like, I'm a little cute. Yeah, like, things like so that. So you're either rising Ri- above or, or, or below, b- yeah. below. Or insecurities or bringing yourself up by bringing other people down, which mm-hmm. is... I'm very vulnerable right now, Mom. This is not (laughs)
0: great. No, I'm glad. I mean, I think this is helpful and true. I mean, let me tell you something. I'm forty seven years old and I and and you know I teach that Bible study on Tuesday nights with all those girls in their late twenties and Mm thirties. And that we have all had the same conversation, whether you're forty seven or thirty or or your age. You know, Mm -hmm. I think social media affects everybody like Mm -hmm. that.
1: I just want to say, as someone from a different generation, the Jenner's and Kardashians are gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't okay. get it. Honestly,
0: <laughs> Anna Print is much more beautiful than her. No. Absolutely. Oh, no. Okay, mom, <laughs> that's overstepping. Okay, okay, mom. All right, cut. <laughs> to me, yes, yes. Appreciate yes. it, but no. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. What What are some of I won't ask you this because it's way too personal, but Mm -hmm. what do you see? So you go to Hillcrest High School, which Mm -hmm. is our neighborhood school. We live in Preston Hollow. And I mean, I love Hillcrest High School. I think it's very inclusive. I think it's very diverse. And Mm -hmm. you see a lot of different walks of life, which I love.
2: That's very true. Mm -hmm.
0: And people seem to be like, it really doesn't matter like if people like you they like you it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter what they can offer it doesn't matter what their parents situation is like it, people really are, can be very accepting and loving mm-hmm.
2: can be yeah, yeah
0: of course mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. That's and the seems. situation <laughs> yeah. it's situation everywhere but um but what do you feel like are the biggest temptations for people in your age group at your school or, or even or, at yeah. your church, or like you have a, a sports, like you know, a ton of different people, a ton of different places. Mm-hmm. So, what do you feel like are some like what are you? What are kids talking about? That is like, this is so hard.
2: I mean, can I just give like a generalization? Yeah, not
0: you. I, I, yeah. I mean,
2: no, I know. Yeah. Not to I'm me. Not like just generalization
0: with teens. Period. Yeah. Is um, what do you hear? What do you see? What do you observe? Like what are what are teenagers struggling with the most?
2: Um, I think the biggest picture is keeping up. Like, what are the people doing and what do I have to do to keep up or be cool or popular or, like, awesome? I guess, well-known or da, da 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 I think. is That's the general picture. And it's just a bunch of different things. Um, we have, we have exposure to a lot due to the internet and social media and everything. And so, like, yes, we get exposed to drugs. We get exposed to sexual things. We get exposed to just, um, to smoking. We get exposed to all of it. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's a hard thing is when you're seeing it constantly and, okay, so you, We're curious minds. That's just Mm -hmm. how we are, right? Like, being a teen is learning. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: so we're going to be curious. We're going to want to explore what a jewel is. We're going to want to explore what smoking, like, what it feels like, what drugs and everything, you know? And I think think that's our biggest problem is wanting to explore that and um, just, like, yeah, I guess, wanting to explore everything that's out there. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Like, tr- like seeing or hearing all about it and wondering mm-hmm. what that's what, about. You're yeah. curious, what is,
2: exactly what it feels like. What, what are we gonna like? Yeah, and then once you do it, because obviously our brains are, or if we, if we drink alcohol, like that's gonna hurt our brain, yeah, and hurt us. So like, but it'll also get us addicted with drugs and everything like that. And so once you do it once, and you get addicted or you want more, like you just kind of continue to overstep those boundaries where you want to push or push those boundaries. Like, push to see how far can you go, how far is too far, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's
0: our biggest problem. Is, is, are alcohol and drugs a big problem at your school?
2: Um, not alcohol, but, like, smoking, yeah. And it's, like... Smoking Not, like, just, like, I guess we talk about smoking. It's just, like... Um,
0: like a cigarette or a...
2: No, like a uh, weed, I guess. Mm, okay. And not very many people do it, but that's like our, I guess, our biggest problem.
1: But it's like socially, socially acceptable. It's so and, socially you know, acceptable. Almost, yeah. yeah. Smoking
0: pot is socially acceptable? Yeah. Do you feel like it is in your age group, Kev?
1: I, I mean, more and more these days. Not, I mean, when I when I was in school at all, among my other classmates when I was in high school, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, But very, very frowned upon, you know, by the adult community and from our parents and whatnot. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How prevalent. So I know like the the Internet, the Internet um, gives you like exposure to a lot of like not just you, but teenagers. Mm -hmm. Like you have access to anything sexual that you would ever want to see or ever want to know how prevalent how often do you think this is happening in in your schools with your friends with I mean do people talk about it do people talk about like l- watching porn or or sending nudes or like sexual stuff over the internet sexual stuff over over um over texting or whatever like do you hear about this
2: mm-hmm I mean, yeah. We're just,
0: yeah. And what do you hear? <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> Why say. Don't say names? Put me on spot? No, well, no. It's just I, I kept, like, obviously for the not parents' say names,
0: but like, what do you mean? Like, what do I hear? Like, you just want me to tell? Like, what are the temptations? What? What's something that parents don't know that kids are seeing or watching or doing?
2: Um. I think y'all really just know it all because it's basically the same thing as what y'all did back in the day, you know, but it's just amplified with
0: social media. Yeah, with the Internet, with pictures and videos and and where y'all really get like one thing that is so like so sad about what you have to deal with is at any moment people could get all of your behavior on video. And it could go viral. Like, mm-hmm. you can't really do anything without...
1: One mistake yes. documented for... Yeah.
0: Yes. Like, mm-hmm. when... I mean, I made a ton of mistakes when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And nobody was videoing anything, mm-hmm. you know? There weren't... I mean, if you were gonna take a picture, you had to have a camera. Right. And then you had to go develop the film <laughs> at, like, a photo <laughs> shop, you know? There were a lot of steps, like if you if you're drinking or you're doing something and you're acting a fool you can get it i mean anybody can get it on video and that night it goes haywire.
1: you're an instant journalist with what's in your pocket anywhere you go
0: yeah it's true yeah when i worked at the church uh the head pastor mark craig used to say don't send a text or email unless you would feel comfortable if it was on the cover of the dallas morning news because that's how exposed we are as like that's where it could end up because it's mm-hmm. out there for everybody to see Whenever, yes what, is, um, what it is the hardest thing about being a teenager right now oh, yeah.
2: mm. the hardest or some thing. of the
0: hardest things what are some of the things that you and or your friends struggle with like if you're talking about something that's hard what's hard
2: Honestly, the pressure like we're under so much pressure and I feel like I'm not trying to compare your generation with our generation, but there's just so much more that's been going on with our generation that we have to look at, out for like all the controversial topics. Like if you say one wrong thing, it's like, whoa, no, like people can just like talk about it forever And then you're under pressure with grades and schoolwork. It's like, okay, these kids aren't doing what they need to be doing. And so we're going to add more. Or like at our school, sometimes it's like they put on more rules and enforce more rules to try to help when they're not helping, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like adults can do a better job of understanding where we come from. Mm -hmm. It's a different time. It's like you have to listen to your kids because if you don't listen, then there's nowhere else to go because we need y'all. We really do. It's just the fact that we are so scared or we don't think that it's socially, or we don't think that it's acceptable to go to y'all for help.
1: Mm. And
2: when we don't go to y'all for help or have guidance that we need to, that's when we fall off the deep end. And... Oh, um, that's
0: great advice, centipede. P. So So for, for a parent... For a parent who is um, hearing that, Mm -hmm. what is some advice? Like, how do you become more approachable as a parent? Like, how do you get your teenager to talk to you about the hard stuff? Like, say, let's just pretend you were tempted with pot. Mm -hmm. Somebody, you were at a party, Mm -hmm. and somebody has pot and says, Hey, Anna Pryn, do you want to try it? And you tried it mm-hmm. and you felt terrible about it and you felt horrible about it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to talk to someone about it and you've got to like, you want to tell me, but you're so scared to tell me because you're so afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: what does a, knowing that as a mom or as a dad, you come to me with that. I'm going to be scared, disappointed, worried, afraid mm-hmm. angry you mm-hmm. know I taught you better than that you know whatever it is but knowing that that reaction is not going to be effective like how do what do we do?
2: Okay well one is create an environment where they can talk to you like make sure to tell them that to don't be so quick to be angry and punish like, our biggest fear is getting in trouble. Like, -hmm. we just don't want to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so, if you go out there and you tell your kids, here's the deal, like, if you smoke, if you do this, if you do that, like, you're going to be in big trouble, you're going to lose, like, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's not effective. That's just putting fear in, like, okay, well, now I want to, I mean, like, okay. If I try
0: that or if I get tempted by that, now the only thing I'm going to do is hide it. Exactly. Mm
2: -hmm. And so, for y'all, like, you... Need to um, yeah. First of all, stop that and don't put. <laughs> just first
0: of all, just knock just
2: that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, then don't put so many restrictions with your kids. Give them a little bit of trust, and because with a little bit of trust goes a long way. Because now it's up to them. You've given them uh, the power. Yeah, and now it's up to them. Like, this is your life. Yes. So do what with it what you want. But also don't just like let them go and do whatever they want, but don't enforce so many rules and have so many restrictions where they're just like, "Okay, I can't breathe." Like I I don't know what to do around. Like I just don't know what to do. And well then you just become a puppet. Exactly. You become what they want you to want be Want you to of be exactly instead of are. who you are. And um that's really hard for a bunch of my friends and a bunch of people I know. And so, yeah, don't put so many distri- restrictions. And, like, when you want to talk to your child, talk out of love, not out of, if you do this, did it. Like, yeah, just don't be angry. Just mm-hmm. sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. Another big thing is listening because to... Listen, you end up understanding where they come from. And so you can see both sides. You can have sympathy and you can also tell them like why you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't just tell them don't do this, period. Just tell them why Mm -hmm. or what the dangers are. Don't scare them, but just tell them what the dangers are. Tell them what could happen if
0: you continue to do this. And just like come from a place of loving. Yeah. I think that is such good advice. I mean, when I was growing up, NAP, my parents and that you know this We're like D- you are not allowed to have sex do not have sex like sex was just bad mm-hmm. and You're like why is it bad yeah and I'm like okay this gift that God created is bad but I don't know why it's bad how and, could
1: that not make you more curious yes I mean, you know. of
0: course Curiosity, and then and then all of a sudden I get married and I'm supposed to like love sex even though all oh, so you're supposed
1: to know everything about yes,
0: this, so. yes. like I'm not supposed to do anything until I get married sex is bad and then all of a sudden I walk into a, a building I get married and now sex is right and perfect mm-hmm.
1: now it's a real thing yes yeah.
0: and now it's fabulous now it's the best God-given gift that we've been given and for me that was really 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 confusing and and I mean that's I, I don't do everything perfect but one thing I think that like when it comes to sex like I've talked about with you, like, I don't want you to have sex because of like everything that comes, yeah, with everything it. because you don't understand and you can't comprehend and you can't even remotely emotionally deal with the consequences that come with premature sex, you know. Mm. I mean, like, and under, I think to the, your point, I think explaining it and talking about it without putting fear and restrictions and you better not and you mm-hmm. if you you know blah, blah 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 is just so much more effective mm-hmm. I mean you know it's so funny Anna Brandon I know you would agree with me when when I first adopted y'all I a thousand percent parented out of fear mm-hmm. I was yeah. so scared for you to screw up mm-hmm. and that I Put all these rules and restrictions, and I—I I mean, I thought that that's how I was supposed to be a good parent because right. a good parent protects and keeps and and has rules and da 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 da. And I think over the last few years, I've just somehow—and thank God, because it's just been so much more effective. Mm-hmm. Let
2: yeah, I've seen the big drastic change yes, that.
0: let that go. And you know what's so funny? When I let all those rules and all that go, like my anger left the building. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I I think I used to be a lot. Fear produces all that angst, mm-hmm. anxiety, yeah, in you, and so then you're just. I mean, I was I used to be a lot more angry and quick to be like, "How could you do that? What were you thinking?" You know, mm-hmm. and. I think a big shift in me over the last few years as a parent has been thinking okay these kids are not mine. Like mm-hmm. you are people in that are growing up in my home that I get to love and care for and feed mm-hmm. but you're not mine. Like you're God's. Right. And my job as a mom is to help you become the person that God created you to be, mm-hmm. not
2: who tovasito wants you to, want to yes, be. Yes,
0: or who I need you to be in order mm-hmm. to be looked at as a good mom good mom right you know or have the perfect kids mm-hmm. and and you know what you're so right Anna P about all the pressure i mean it's so, much right. it's so much pressure and and social media for sure adds a huge pressure but let me tell you something i mean my friend all my friends joke like if we had to get into college now i don't yeah. know you could, how? we couldn't get in i don't know i'd be going to like community college yeah. to get into, like everything is harder. It's everything so harder. is harder than when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just was. I mean, when I came home from school, the only connection I had to my friends was a phone that was in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> that I if I was going to talk to my friends, I had to talk in the kitchen around my family. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just... How it went. And, and so I spent time with my family and I spent time, you know, in mm-hmm. my room. And I, like, it was just, it's just a completely different world. It really is. Yeah. And, and you know what? Parents, and I'm sure you would agree with that, parents need to have a ton more compassion mm-hmm. for like, the pressure, the fear, yes. the anxiety, the like, everything that y'all go through Mm -hmm. every single day and then as parents we're exacerbating it because we're like why didn't you when are you going to like I'm sure I've done it and you know and I but like uh, also we're not perfect
2: we really like me I've made so many mistakes like there are things where I'm just not proud of but That's when you have to love us more is when we are so hard on ourselves or when we think, oh, this is awful, like what I did. You have to have compassion with that and like help us get through it, not help us like, you know, hide it, like just help us get through it because
0: that's what we need. So. Let's, let's pretend somebody's listening, Anna P, who doesn't have a good relationship with their daughter. Like, I look at you, and I think that you and I have an incredibly good relationship, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so thankful for that. But for somebody who's struggling with a relationship with their daughter, like their daughter doesn't want to be close to them
2: mm-hmm.
0: or doesn't want to open up, doesn't talk it can be bratty or hateful or rude Mm -hmm. or whatever what advice would you give to that parent who has a teenage daughter who just really wants nothing to do with them
2: um like my initial thought was like why why is that a thing like has something happened where she doesn't trust you or like has something happened where you don't trust her? Like, what y'all have to figure out the why of why your relationship is not mm-hmm. where it needs to be. And then I think you have to move forward from that. It's a two-way street with relationships. Is She has to try, your daughter, and then you have to try. And so not in that order, but just like both of y'all have to do something in the relationship. Like, find something she likes to do and try to bond through that if you're not finding something to bond through and like she will gradually want to talk to you what if it's something she's battling with when she's scared to be able to like say something to you and so now you have to have your ears and just listen or wait for her or maybe you already know because moms have those kind of instincts like that something's going on then ask her and don't push it because if you push it she's just not going to want to do it because she's like oh this is so annoying Mm -hmm. so just like make sure that you're doing everything you can don't just sit back and be like oh my gosh why is my daughter not talking to me like I don't understand like there's always a reason so try to figure that out and if you do your very best to try to like try to get something out of her she's going to see that she's going to want to be like oh I probably shouldn't be a brat she's actually being really nice to me you know or she's gonna think okay I really need to talk to her like I need to tell her what I need to and so like it's a two-way street so make sure that you're doing everything you can to help her and she'll see it too
0: so you have that's a great answer I mean very
1: profound and really really good
0: (laughs) I feel like you have told me so many things like you've been very, I know I don't know everything and I, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's appropriate that I don't know yes. everything. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, me. <laughs> but I also know that you have told me some hard things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would like to know what I have done as like advice for other parents to cultivate a space where you can tell me things that – I would have never told my mom okay um
2: honestly I think our relationship is unique because of where I come from like I just honestly just being completely honest here is that I always used to feel like I owed you something like owed you to be kind to me because I mean to be kind because you took me from an orphanage like you chose me
0: you've never told this to me before wow I, wow. love it. I love that. I love
2: knowing. Oh, uh, well, you've never asked before. I you Um, So, like, I felt like I owed you something. And so I was always so kind because, I mean, you're my mom. You, d- you do so much for me and everything. So why be unkind? But as that grew, the moment where I started talking to you about things during the divorce and everything, like all that. Mm-hmm. And that moment w- had obviously changed me as to when the first time I told you something that was hard you were open and you like were kind and you didn't shame me you didn't do anything like that is you listened and then you gave me advice that was amazing and if I needed it that was great but like if I just needed somebody to talk to you're there and if I just need you to listen, you're there. So that's what you have to see in your daughters. If she wants advice, she'll ask. Mm-hmm. But if she just needs somebody to listen, she just needs somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. And if you're there for her, it's amazing because a mom and a daughter's bond is, like, so great. It's awesome. And you have to initially and always tell her that you'll love her unconditionally. You cannot have a
0: conditional relationship with your daughter. Mm-hmm. With your daughter. Amen to that. What, about, what advice would you give to a dad? Oh. um, I don't know <laughs> Um,
2: I always I believe that a woman a girl always needs her dad always needs a father figure because if you're not there for her she's going to try to find it in other places which can lead to really horrible things so reassurance is really good mm-hmm. and telling her and showing her, showing her what she needs, like what she needs in a man, like how you treat your wife is very important because she sees that and she's like, oh, that's how a man should treat me. Mm-hmm. How you treat your brothers, how you have, you can't, um, as a dad, you should not treat your daughter like you would treat your son, honestly treat her with love and care and everything and just like make her make sure she knows her worth Mm -hmm. because coming from her dad it's so much more meaningful than it would be coming from your
0: mom yeah that's science like it's it is true that a dad's actions compared to a mom's are way 500 to 1 Mm-hmm. So, if a dad does something, it weighs five hundred times more than if a mom does something. Because if I do something, you think, of course, she did it. Yeah, she's, my, she's mom. my mom. Yeah, she's, she's supposed mom. to. She's supposed
2: to. That's mm-hmm. her job.
0: Mm-hmm. But, but a dad doesn't always it's, he do, a dad doesn't always do it. So when he does, it means, it so, means so much more. Much it means so much more. Right, wrong, and different. That's just the facts. Mm-hmm. So, three things that. Um, three thing no two things <laughs> just two things that I've done really well as a mom mm-hmm. and one thing that I need to work on okay and we'll end with this and this just is a good be one. just be honest <laughs> um
2: you have always showed us that you'll always be there that's number 1 I mean, and I don't mean it physically. I just mean that no matter what I go through, I know that you're going to be there. And, yes, I don't tell you everything, but there are things that if I struggle with, I will tell you because you have created that environment and that, like, space where I can and I'm able to tell you. And then also another thing, (laughs) you're really good at just loving. Like, you... Do little things like when we were on the ski trip and you just, you ran into the cold to go get snacks (laughs) (laughs) at the drugstore. Like, just little things like that, they matter. Just, like, you don't have to do drastic things. Just little things to show that you love somebody really helps. And then one thing you can work on is...
0: Oh, it does not take this long. No, <laughs> you're being just, very sweet. No, right now. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like you're trying what? To,
2: No, I'm trying to wrap it up <laughs> in, a, in a bow.
0: <laughs> you're thinking um, which one? Which one? Do I say? Which, which one is appropriate to say? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, None of them are appropriate. That's why you just got so to say f- it.
1: Not trying to find one, it's just narrowing it down. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Oh gosh.
2: Um mm, I think you could work better like with our relationship or just as a mom, period. Anything. Um whatever you want to say. Talking less when we've like talking less when we're trying to say something. Is like just like listening more yeah just like zen and I know you just you just automatically want to give advice and automatically want to tell you this, this this and that but like just no it's just like calming just down, calm and down, being,
0: calm down. Yeah. that's good I still need am I still needing to work on this yeah Oh, I've been working on that for, yeah, a, long time. for a while.
1: <laughs> I believe they said that on your first. No, no, i
2: Yes,
0: I did. <laughs> did you say it or did
2: Carter? No, Carter, no, Carter, Carter said, said, I said I listen need. to the people, like have them show no, what you. No, Carter want.
0: said I needed to spend more time taking care of myself.
2: Oh, yeah. And yeah.
0: spending right. less time worrying about y'all, which I've done. Yes. Congratulations. Now we just got to work on talking. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I'll just talk more with Kevin. Oh, <laughs> whoa, Kevin.
1: <laughs> Sounds good.
0: Well, Anna P, yeah. you're amazing. And I Thanks. love you to pieces. You're such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful daughter and Thanks. an even more beautiful human with great dance moves to the Remedy stop. music. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. <laughs> I
1: have to do. This is all could- being captured on video. If no, <laughs>
2: no. If y'all
1: could see her dancing, you would love Absolutely it. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> no, you posted it, remember? Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Love you. Until next time, Sugar, you thank you thank for being you. here. It means so much. And I can't You're imagine probably. how many people you've helped today. You're awesome.
2: Thanks. Love you.